You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. We'll be talking about Steve Earle, Guitar Town. On the line, I have Rob. I ain't even done with the night. Ben. Hi. And Kyle. Hiya, buddy. Guitar Town is the debut album from singer-songwriter Steve Earle, released on the 5th of March, 1986 on MCA Records. The producer was Eminor uh, Gordy Jr. and Tony Brown, and the genre is country rock, rockabilly, and heartland rock. I'm going to read from the book, Karen Conrad. Steve Earle's Guitar Town burst into the charts in 1986, securing Earle's reputation as an outlaw troubadour. A country boy right down to his Texas boots, Earle was 30 years old and already had a string of broken marriages, addiction problems, and legal woes. He was already a successful songwriter in Nashville, but the pundits greeted Guitar Town with a little enthusiasm. It was then picked up by the rock press who hailed Earle as one of the first roots rockers, a cousin both Dwight Yoakam and Bruce Springsteen. The stories he told in his songs straddled two genres and appealed to lovers of both rock and country. He helped forge the road into the alt-country that is now so well-traveled by artists such as Lucinda Williams and Wilco. Earl's frustrated songwriting years and his many personal misadventures gave him plenty of fuel for these exciting songs. Guitar Town is a highly effective musical expression of the thoughts of an angry young man and an alienated, joyous, and cautionary depiction of life on the road. The album also bears testament to the political shift in the United States during the Reagan 80s, particularly on tracks such as Someday and Good Old Boy Getting Tough. He's all dirty guitar rocker on the hilarious number one title single and expertly mines country heartbreak territory on my old friend the blues earl continues to make superb records that encompasses his view of the world but this was his finest journey into the american heartland all right what do we think of steve earl guitar town incredible yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. Fucking incredible yeah, yeah I, I like roots rock and the that thing you, that you just read i was trying to i was like man it like part of it, it's like like hillbilly Springsteen, but yeah, yeah, it, it, mm-hmm. yeah it's like Dwight Yoakam meets Springsteen. It's like splitting that difference between Dwight Yoakam and and Springsteen a bit, you know? Yeah, I got a lot of Springsteen vibes, and yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Wilco vibes, and yeah, everything that that write up was talking about. It's it's wonderful blend of it. I mean, I'm in that sort of '80s clean production. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Good old boy getting tough when it when it comes on. I want you to listen because I think it sounds like a like a hillbilly Huey Lewis. Okay, <laughs> fair. Yeah, this production is really good. You could tell it it sound really good coming out of like a little tinny radio, and also like you know a great sound system. It's just it's sparse, but it's it's big where it needs to be. And yeah, I like this record a whole bunch. 
The yeah. stories are there. Uh-huh. I, I don't always pull I don't always pull up lyrics when when I'm listening to music, but some artists like say like Bob Dylan or or Smiths or something, uh I'm gonna pull them up. And yeah, man, Steve Earl, he he can he can spin a yarn. There's really hey. cool stories on this thing. Hey Ben, speaking of stories, what did you think yeah. of uh, Little Rock and Roller? What did you, what did you specifically think about the song Little Rock and Roller? <laughs> I thought it was fine. I actually didn't have that much of an opinion about it, but please, please go into Little Rock and Roller, Kyle. I mean, it's it's about a it's about a, this kid. He's a little <laughs> rock and roller, and Big Daddy Rock and Roller is off playing a show, but he misses his kid. <laughs> it's got the super out of place like cheesy synth notes. So. <laughs> Wait, is he, he a rock and roller in that, or is he a truck driver? He's a truck driver, but his kid's a little baby rock and roller, and yeah, he also plays shows. The, the kid shows. also plays? The, 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 the child plays shows. The dad's on the road. Road. He's playing shows. Is he? I thought he was driving a truck. That's what I thought, too. I thought he was a truck driver. I mean, let me look at this. Let me look at this. I mean, it, you can be, he can be driving a truck to the show. No, it's, your daddy's up there knocking him dead tonight. He's oh, playing okay. the show. Okay. Oh, he's eating. He's eating all the blo- those black beauties, so he can keep driving <laughs> through the night. Oh no! Is that song about Steve and, and Justin Towns? Do you think eighty six? It'd be about the right time. You um, know, he he, he would have been about like five years old. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's just idealizing and saying he's on the road, sort of like a truck driver. Yeah. He's a road dog. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Like, like any good storyteller, he <clears throat> he is good at mixing like a little bit of truth and a little bit of perf- personal experience into a story that's not necessarily a true story. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, like like Hillbilly Highway. You know, a, a quick look at look at uh, like Wikipedia. You, you can find like the the places that he's referencing and what his grandfather did isn't isn't necessarily historically accurate, but but still, like the story that he's telling without like those details is kind of a, a story that that he lived, you know, like his granddaddy and his daddy, like working hard to try to make a good life for him. And then him just wanting to lay around and play guitar, you know? Yep, totally. Yeah, the little oh, Robbie rock, Hill, the little rock and roller hit home with me because my dad was a truck driver. So I was like, oh, reminds me of that, my mm. dad. I so, did not know that your dad was a truck driver, Birch. Mm hmm. That's cool. He was over the road, long haul. No, not long haul. He, uh, when we were born, he mainly he cut back a lot because he didn't want to be away from his family. So, uh, you know, he would he. Luckily, there was there was enough to deliver locally that he could get back to to home most most nights. But then there were some longer hauls they did. I mean, he he. He just stopped. I mean, he's uh, 79 years old, and he was doing, uh, up until this year, he was still really? hauling uh, uh, big uh, farm equipment, combines, and, and those big, big wide loads. Uh, really? Up until, yeah, last year. He finally, wow. the thing that got him to stop, basically, is he didn't renew his, uh, his uh, CDL. 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 And yeah. it was like, well, now you can't do it because he kept getting called in to, you know, because he's really good. <laughs> they wanted him, but yeah, I told him he got he's got to relax sometime, go fishing, play some golf. Man, I bet he's got stories. Oh yeah, he does. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to mention that this was uh, one of the first that was recorded on the Mitsubishi X800, 
which is a digitally recorded in in you know in Nashville. This that's why it sounds so clean. Is it, it's is that digital recording? It's kind of a very impressive. Um, ha, the, it does sound really good. Yeah, it's just the you know, it, even though I love the the tape sound, um, you know, when you want that clean guitar and everything like pristine and precise, like the was it a, a country politan or something? He's, yeah, it, it's almost got that because it, it sounds so shiny. Speaking of Countrypolitan, couldn't you hear like Huey Lewis in the news doing this song right here? Yeah. We're listening we're listening to good old boy getting tough. Yeah. He's like throwing some harmonica. <laughs> Absolutely. They'd probably ramp it up like a couple BPMs. Saxophone solo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saxophone solo. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I thought it was uh cool too to see that he's nominated for two Grammys in 1987 for this best male country vocalist and best country song for the title track. I was not aware that he just came out of the gate, you know, 30 years old. He had been kind of just living life and he eventually, you know, got in uh, to the Nashville scene and man, kind of blew he'd up. He'd been chasing, chasing that scene yeah. for a minute. Like, he picked up a guitar at 11. He was playing in talent shows by 13, by like mid-teenagers. He's running away from home trying to find Towns Van Zant, who he eventually found, I think, in Houston. <laughs> then then he, he hauls off to Nashville, and he's like just working blue-collar jobs during the day, playing the clubs at night. He gets the, the job as the uh, staff writer for, uh, man, I didn't write it down, but the publishing company that he was working for, just writing songs there. They're starting to get played by people of more and more acclaim. Like all of this is happening before the debut album. You know, it's cool. He definitely he knew at a it's uh, for everything that I was seeing. It seems that he knew at a young age what he wanted to do, and he was just going at it, getting it. And you know, it, sometimes sometimes it doesn't happen in your twenties. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's awesome that he just kept on hitting it and broke through. I think that's so cool. Yeah, finally did it. Although I say finally, thirty years old is you know yeah. not not that old, but whippersnapper. I mean, he was seen as the new new guy in town. It's a hard thirty. Yeah, he, he, he lived a very hard thirty. That's true. Yeah, yeah how, my, how many times had he been married at that point? Uh, <laughs> He's been married, I think, seven times. Seven so mm-hmm. far, so far. Mm-hmm. But at that point, it was already couple. several mm-hmm. couple. Uh, yeah. Using the substances, he's he's. It's a hard thirty. Yeah, he uh, he had a biography called Hardcore Troubadour, but yeah, I can just kind of read a little bit uh, about the background of that. He began to use heroin when he was thirteen. I can't even imagine at the talent show, Steve. Yeah, 
Uh, he spent the 90s, as he famously referred to it, as vacationing in the ghetto. He was regularly seen drunk, high on cocaine around Nashville, money spent on drugs or alcohol, and, uh, and no longer fit to perform. Earl borrowed money from his friends or pawned his guitar to feed his habit. But yeah, in 1994, he was finally, you know, they finally caught up with him. He went to prison and he was in rehab for a while. But when he, <laughs> I mean, yeah. There were a couple of years too after this um, album, Guitar Town, was um, Exit O, which was like, so like just a follow up and a real breakthrough for him. And then he just like, like he he did Copperhead Road, and then it was just on. Like after that, he mm-hmm. like stopped mm-hmm. writing, and there were like a couple of years where he was doing nothing but drugs. As soon as mm. like as soon as like uh, you know American Roots Rock caught up with what he was doing. You know, by then, by then he's like an elder statesman of American roots rock. Like by the '90s, you know, yeah, you have, we've got like Uncle Tupelo, we've got Wilco, Sunvolt, we've got all these. It, it's becoming a, like a, a definite subgenre, mm-hmm. and he's been doing it for a decade at that point. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, this, this is definitely a missing piece of the Heartland rock vocabulary. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I, I was. Not- uh, the only thing I really knew him from, which I didn't even know he did Copperhead Road. I, I've I've known that song since mm-hmm. forever. I didn't know that was Steve Earl. But the only thing that I really knew him from was uh, various uh, uh, David Simon uh, productions. I was wondering if we were going to bring up The Wire. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, the Wire and Treme were the only two things that I was familiar with his, uh, his work in. Um, I knew that he was like, you know, a, a country guy, but yeah. It's just, it's it's weird how this like falls right into the pocket of like John Cougar Mellencamp, uh, mm-hmm. Seeger, and uh, yeah, Petty, and yeah, just all those dudes. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad I have this one in my uh, in my brain hole now. I tried yeah. to get William on for this show, and uh, see a Steve Earle fan. Uh, I mean, he he's the like a, a a country encyclopedia, and it turns out that he's friends with Steve Earle. Oh, and cool. uh, Steve, Steve Earl is currently uh, having to quarantine in the Bahamas, and he's uh, oh, William no. sent him some of our uh, some of our episodes to listen to. Oh no way! That's, that's how about that? How yeah. about that? That's really I don't know cool. if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But, uh, <laughs> like two, two years from now, when this airs, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll uh, I'll I'll tell him that it's going on. Yeah, <laughs> we get William on then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I think this is great. This is a, yeah, I was always aware of Steve Earle, but I never just sat down and listened to the entire album. And uh, being a debut, I'm I'm thoroughly impressed with his, um, how this kicks off and, and the quality of songs, you know, from start to finish. Like every single mm-hmm. song I was like, oh, damn, this song, this song, you know, we say a lot of times, you know, it reminds us of a best of or something like that. And this definitely could have been a almost best of because it, it runs the gamut of um of different type of songs you know you got your honky tonk song you got your heartland rock you got your um country ballad everything and for the most part written but you know entirely by him yeah yeah this is really good stuff so is he still i i think the the, the dukes his band is he still with the Dukes? It seems like when when I see when I hear about Steve Earle, I'm hearing about Steve Earle and the Dukes. Um, I don't know if he's. I, I've only I only think about it w- with him, but you're probably yeah. right. I mean, he does have a well, backing band. Is 
I so Exit Zero, which comes out about thirteen months from from Guitar Town, is credited to Steve Earle and the Dukes. So I thought I, I knew that he like so he he was doing the Nashville thing. He went back to Texas and he formed the band, the Dukes. They, 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 they gig around, get tight. And then he goes back to Nashville for his debut. But I didn't know it was I, just today. I, I was cl- just clicking into the Wikipedia and the Dukes are listed as backing band for this one. But that, so, but this one's just credited to Steve Earl and the second one's credited to Steve Earl and the Dukes. So I don't know if they're just getting the, I don't know, just finally getting their name on it. Uh, Yeah, that you know? could very well be. I mean, a lot of that stuff has to do with marketing. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're trying to push a you know a label is trying to push one particular person, um, they they want them to be the forefront and you know be seen. Yeah, that makes sense. At first, I was under the impression wrongfully at first that it was kind of like a kind of like how Neil Young does his Neil Young and then he does Neil Young and Crazy Horse for like mm-hmm. the more garage rocky stuff. I thought I kind of thought it was like that. So I thought like uh, the Steve Earle Guitar Town is like country star Steve Earle. And then the album that comes out next year, Steve Earle and the Dukes, is uh, which I have not listened to. I need to check out is going to be like the rock and roll record. And I was under that misconception until, yeah, just now I clicked into it. And the Dukes are credited as the backing man for this one as well. Yeah. Yeah. I am wrong. Stacy shows up in Treme as well as uh, Steve Earle, and they're they're hanging out in that. I so bet that's, those that's guys get along great. By the I'm way, I'm sure they do. Yeah, they're yeah, cut gonna, from the same cloth. I was going to mention his uh, comment about being on the wire. He says, <laughs> you know, as a recovering drug addict, and he was, you know, playing a, you know, someone recovering in a drug addict, a recovering drug addict. He was like, it was like, you know, playing Waylon. His character is like going to a twelve step meeting and getting paid for it it's like just the, <laughs> the, the take same place thing. at 12 step meetings so that makes sense yeah. <laughs> his name is Waylon. yeah mm. i thought that was good too have you seen that season kyle uh, i stopped watching during season four i think oh it's oh, season five dare you yeah. he's he's yeah. in multiple seasons mm-hmm. mm. like he the, his, the first first his, time bubbles goes to a, a rehab meeting steve Earl's there and he's i think got that's a, like a story two. arc with bubbles Ah, I, all right. I thought it was a later one. I'm wrong again. I was going to say, what do you think of Fearless Heart? Um, it sounds like a hit. Yeah, I want to level with the slow hands. I know. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. I heard that and I was like, man, I'm sure all these songs have been covered, but I would love to hear, you know, uh, like a Fearless Heart cover and man, all these. For some, re- for some reason, when I hear Fearless Heart and, and she does a lot of covers, I think I'm like, man, that'd make a good Lynn Ronstadt cover. Yeah. You know who also I, I got a little vibe off of a, for Fearless Heart too was um, Damn the Torpedoes, Wildflowers, Tom Petty. Petty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. I was like, hell yeah, this is some Tom Petty, Steve Earle. Man, 
I love it. I love what what it's what the sort of Nashville is you know coming into with with this type of music. Or traveling Wilburys. Mm-hmm. 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 This weird bridge on Fearless Heart. Like a studio gun just had this like in his back pocket and was like, <laughs> all right, yeah, we'll uh got a bridge, <laughs> I got a bridge for you. It's for this epic song that is never gonna get written, so you can have it. <laughs> it's out of fucking nowhere and it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Earl's uh, BBC Radio 1 Live in concert, he told his Dublin crowd that back home in the U.S. there was there was an, an intent on defining his music, either country or rock. He said to his audience, I personally couldn't care less, and apparently y'all didn't care either. The main thing is that there are two kinds of music, good and bad. Heck yeah. I Hell think yeah. this is good music. I think so too. I think so three. Christ guy thought it was good music too. I think y'all is kind of tipping his hat towards country, though. <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> Did he like tip his hat and wink when he said that? <laughs> he took up his hat and said, imagine that. Me working for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm fully positive on this one. I mean. Yeah, this is good stuff. Yeah, put it on really good go for a drive it's great you didn't talk much about the the title track guitar town yeah i think that's my favorite song on the album Is it's it? so much fun and I, I i i like that it's about i like that it's about the call to 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 find your adventure on the road and you know yeah. something that i think we can all relate to There's, i thought it was a a pitch for pixar like uh for for a new movie what? oh guitar town yeah from the, from the makers <laughs> of cars exactly <laughs> <laughs> I also I, I I love just that like Bakersfield honky tonk lead like man it just gets in my oh, ear man. and just makes mm-hmm. itself comfortable you know yeah. what that reminded me of that uh, Mr. Show sketch where they're trying to blow up the moon and uh, <laughs> hey Mr. Monkey hey, Man, Mr. Monkey don't, man. You, <laughs> don't you mess with God's America God's America <laughs> It's not his fault. That's the exact same tone in that that sketch. <laughs> Little rock and roller. Yeah, maybe he just mentions he's in the in the truck stop. Yeah. Yes. The little it's, rock and rollers, this little baby boy. It's beautiful. That's a beautiful song. Ben's gonna get teary over cats in the cradle <laughs> by Ugly Kid Joe whenever we get to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Ugly Kid Joe cover. Yes. <laughs> He's just like me. Patreon exclusive. Ben crying to Ugly Kid Joe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I can't really relate to that song about the dad who's never there because I don't leave this house this year. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, kill me. <laughs> Did see the bonus track um, on the 2002 remaster with State Fuck Trooper yeah, man. by yeah. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. That was cool. So that was de- a definite win. See Steve Earle doing State Trooper? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, I need to check that out. Yeah. So I was very happy about that. Cool. Are we getting Copperhead Road? Do you know? No. Is this the only Steve Earle? I should look that up for every episode because it's asked every episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I know that you gave me this book and I own it. 
<laughs> it's sitting right in front of me, but I can't be bothered. <laughs> Propping up my computer. That's right. This stool's wiggly without it. Is that that's gotta be a baritone, right? I was trying to figure out that definitely a guitar, not a bass, but I was trying to figure out that riff and it goes lower than an E. Baritone but it doesn't, wouldn't be lower. Yeah, it could it just be a guitar that's tuned? I guess it's just tuned down, maybe. This is the only Steve Earl. Okay. Well, Thank nice. you for looking that up for me. I'm, I'm sorry I made you do that. Yeah. Uh, one of my notes next to my old friend, the blues, is uh, I might like this more if it was playing in the background of the bar scene in the beginning of Terminator 2. <laughs> I guess that's Guitars and Cadillacs. That's a song from, yeah. That's a good song. And Hillbilly Music. Dwight Yoakam. Yeah. Are we getting Dwight Yoakam? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, can you look all on the positive on this one? <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. This is good. This is good. I like this stuff. Good deal. Yeah. This is this is some this is some real deal stuff. All right. Next time we'll be talking about bad brains, eye against eye. <laughs> <laughs>